Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Table Manners. We're back and we're back with a bang. I'm so excited about this guest today because, well, she's an international superstar. I think she's the only artist to have three diamond selling albums. She has hit after hit. She may even rival you in leopard print, Mum. Really, darling? Yeah. Have you not seen the video? No, I haven't. I'll show you. Um, We have Shania Twain on Table Manners today. Wow. That does impress me much. It impresses me too. We have been uh, long gone for a while. We've had our summer holidays. We've eaten a lot. We've thought about the menus. We are thrilled to be back. It's going to be a great season. We've got some great guests, Mum. Are you still are you still thrilled to be in the chair with the mic cooking? Thrilled to be in the chair. Thrilled to be in the kitchen, darling. <laughs> Concocting new recipes to excite people. How are you, Mum? I'm okay, darling. How are you finding the dietary requirements this season? You know, I, I like a challenge, let's say. Especially, I'm, I'm really looking forward to have some more vegan guests on, darling. Are you? Yeah. So I'm making up new recipes all the time. You know what? Um, just to open it up to our gorgeous listeners, any vegan, you know what, Lenny's kind of softened in her ways over the series towards veganism and vegetarianism, and she's decided to go with the flow. And embrace it because it's really quite delicious. Um, vegan, vegetarian listeners, please send us your recipes on our podcast um, email. It's hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. We'd love to... Why don't... We've never done a recipe from a listener. Oh, no, that would be good. Yeah. Because you can, you can <clears throat> see whether it's going to be good or not, really. Yeah. That I would think, be nice, yeah, right? Yeah, that would be great. So um, look, I, I'm, I'm putting it out there for vegan and vegetarian dishes because I feel like Lenny's got meat covered. But um, yeah, send them in. But we want showstoppers and we don't want a load of faff. Not too easy, but not too much of a faff. But very open, all ears for new recipes. Um, are you going to wear that cowboy hat when she comes in? No, I'm not, actually. You can, though. You're not even wearing leopard print. Darling, I didn't know to wear leopard print. Mum, have you not seen her outfit? Darling, you're that lucky. don't impress me Darling, much. Darling, to be honest, you're lucky I'm dressed. It's been a faff this morning doing that recipe. Yeah, so what have you cooked? Well, I mean, you have made, you've pulled out of the stop. She's done an Ottolenghi fish and I, haven't you? Well, because she said she liked aubergine parmigiana, I saw this recipe from Ottolenghi's new book, which is an aubergine parmigiana pie. So I've made that. And then we've got some baby gem lettuce with 
figs, walnuts and feta. This is in homage to, um, homage, is it homage or homage? Homage. Homage to Honey & Co, where we went for Alex's graduation. Yeah. The most incredible spread. And there was this one particular delicious fig salad. That we loved, yeah. I think it had pistachios and goat's cheese, but we're doing walnuts and feta because... That's what I've got. That's what she's got. Um, so there's the crunch and the sweetness. And then you've got this really delicious aubergine parmigiana pie. Yeah. With this, um, what's the... Kaftali pastry on top, which is what you, looks a bit like shredded wheat. Yeah. And it's what you make baklava out of. So I've made that with salad, with bread. Well, Alice has got some dusty knuckle bread. <sighs> Fabulous. And then I've made panna cotta with sour cherry on top and that is inspired by my lovely friend Rodie Left Terrace who makes it in my favourite Greek restaurant in Skopelos in Skopelos but also they also I bought the sour cherries back from Skopelos they also do it um, on Limonari Beach there with the sour cherry yeah everyone likes the sour cherry mum you know what to say let's go girls Can I just say, your hair is fabulous. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. The height on that, the height, you're, you're jealous. The, the width, that's what the I The height and the width, yeah. The width is the thing for me, not so much the height, and you look gorgeous. Shania, how has your trip been in London so far? You've been busy. I've been busy. This is a working trip. Yeah. You know, so I'm really... I've got a really full schedule. But um, I love to come to London just to be in London. You know. Have you got to see any London, really, or have you just been in studios? Not this time, yeah. I've just been in studios. Um, my favourite thing to do is to ride, you know, a horse in Hyde Park. That's my favourite thing to have do. Have you done I it? Do. I have done I, it. I've never wow. done Wow. Jesse, they have fantastic stables oh, yeah. there. Yeah. And you go right round. I mean, I what I really want to do, I keep telling everybody this, <laughs> ever since I've been here, I'm like dreaming about, um, if I could just have something little, little apartment or something that neighbored the stables I would definitely move into that if you're rich you could afford that I don't even know if they have they do they have there's a will there's a way all the oligarchs are going now yeah (laughs) but there's there's a little something like that would be my dream when did you learn to ride I learned to ride when I was a kid you know probably around 10 years old mostly just because I was willing to clean people's stables and then they'd let me get on their horse. But I couldn't own a horse till I was, you know, in my late 20s because it's expensive. To own what was your first horse called? My very first horse was called Dancer. That's, That's a good name for a yeah, horse. The first horse that I owned. Yeah. Now tell me, when you were growing up, what was a really memorable dish from your childhood that your parents would serve you? Okay, so we grew up pretty hungry. Right. Where did you start? Where were you born? I'm Canadian, and I grew up in the Canadian north, um, fairly remote area. It's a little mining town called Timmins. Uh, gold mining, uh, copper, silver. And uh, a food for us, well, we have a lot of cold months. So soup's a very big thing mm-hmm. um, in Canada, if you can make you know, a good soup. But bannock. It's an Indian bread. This is one of my favorite things. Bannock. Bannock. It's very, very simple. It's kind of, it's a poor man's bread. Uh-huh. It's just flour, 
salt and shortening. Not shortening. It's like and, and, and baking soda. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. And you have to get it to a certain consistency, and it's just the best bread. I still love it. I still make it. I make it for my son. We're not poor anymore, but I still make. So that was what you, did your mum or your dad make that? We all made it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it, had it with soup. And then you eat it with soup. So that's how you fill up on the bread. Because <laughs> whatever the soup is, is the soup. It's not necessarily going to be very nutritious but or filling, but the bannock was always very filling and very easy. So and I watched your documentary, which I loved. And, you know, you, I, I, the, the image of your mum kind of taking you out in the evening to go and sing in kind of clubs... And you were quite young, and it would be like when you were going, like the others were asleep. And yeah. did you enjoy that? Was that was it? Was it thrilling? And did you kind of was it? No, oh. I hated going into the bars to sing because I was I was just intimidated by the environment. It was an all obviously adult environment. Yeah. Lots of heavy smoking at the time. Yeah. Everybody was smoking, so it was just a very, very dingy um, atmosphere and. Normally, this is a, a, a um, just a logistic, but I couldn't go into the bars until midnight at last call because kids are not allowed in the bars while the bars actually. So you were really serving. staying up late. Well, that's why my mom would get me out of bed, and then <gasps> I'd go to bed. She'd get me up, and then we would go to the bar, and then I would do. I would sing because you know I don't know what it's like here, but you can load your table up at last call. You can order three, four, five drinks. Right. As long as you do get it in before midnight. So people would sit there for hours after last call, and then I would I would sing. Now, by the time I was 11, though, I had what was called a liquor license. How old were you when you started doing that? Eight. Eight? And would it be on school night, or was it always the weekend? Oh, often on school nights. And your yeah. mum's waking you up in the middle of the night. I know. Did you get paid? Crikey. No, no, no. Unless okay, people so just wanted it, to okay. give me. Okay, right. This was just to get me exposure, to get Mom, me... I don't know what she she's She's pushier saying. than you, Mum. She's pushier than me, definitely. I know, she was Your just mom. trying to get me exposure or, did she, When you know. did she recognise you had a beautiful voice? When, but from the time of three years old, I remember very clearly my mother focusing on my voice. Really? Yeah. And what were you singing? What sorts of songs? I would, I would sing harmony to whatever was on the radio. I would always go to the harmony. That's amazing, because my... My six-year-old, I'm trying to get her into harmonizing because it's just delicious, isn't it? And she's just like, yeah, whatever, mom. Um, so that's amazing really? that you were already harmonizing. That's at three. I, that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to just create another other notes with the singer. So you'd go and do this singing. And what was memorable? Did, you, did they feed you in these bars? No. I mean, <gasps> she's going in a pajamas virtually. <laughs> Practically. Oh, no. I mean, it was it was kind of a dingy existence, to be honest, but um, it got you, me a lot of experience. Yeah, and what did you learn from it? Do you feel like it's, you've taken that with you along well, the way? One of the things I think, well, first of all, I learned a lot of discipline. I, you know, uh, in, in those bars at the time when I was a kid, it was very much uh, audience requests, you know, audience with throats, you know, sing, you know, whatever sing what, song. What sort of song? Well... At that age, as a kid, the, the, the bars were hiring all the top 40 country bands. It was all country music. When I got into my teens, all of a sudden they were hiring rock bands. So then I switched my repertoire to rock and so on. But 
It was country when I was a kid. It's country, country big music. in Canada. Very big, yeah. Oh, I, I would Especially. have thought it was just like Texas or the, 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 the well, south Because you're of not America. in the no, country. No, I'm not. It's huge. In Canada, though, I understand in the United She's States. She's the biggest selling artist. I know it's you huge. are. But you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. I'm not wrong, you nope. see. Okay, sorry. You're not wrong. I'm going to back you up on this. Because Thank country you. music in Canada, when I was growing up, included a lot of... Uh, what we maybe would now consider folk music. I mean, the Eagles were considered country even oh, in right. Canada. You know, okay. they would be played on country radio. They would, be, you would hear Dolly Parton, and then you would hear um, the Eagles, and then you might hear Jim Crochet or you know other artists that were not that really crossed the easy listening, more pop um, music. So I. I was a little confused when I went to the States as to what their more limited version of country music was. Um, So, you know, I would sing Brad, you know, I'm part of my hundred song repertoire when I would sing, I would sing songs from Brad. I would sing um, Bee Gees songs, Beatles, you know, more of the softer um, stuff like that. But of course, you know, a lot of Dolly Parton and Glenn Campbell and, all the classic uh, Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson, all that stuff. But it was also, you know, I Fall to Pieces or um, even Tom Jones. Is is country big in Canada now? Does Justin Trudeau listen to country music, do you think? I wonder. I don't know <laughs> if he does. I know, you know, Canada doesn't have the, the same country Western culture for sure yeah. as America. Because in the States, there's... It is very much, there's a lot of farming, there's a lot of horse culture, cow culture, rodeo culture. In Canada, we have a pocket of that, which is in the west, in Alberta area. Um, but outside of that, where I'm from, there are no cowboys. You know, I'm from, we have snowmobiles. <laughs> you know, we, we, have, we have snowmobiles and uh, lumberjacks and miners and that sort of thing. And do you live there now in Canada? I don't, no. My, I still have my family in Canada. Yeah. Uh, I, li- I live in Switzerland now. And of course, you know, I'm traveling the world most of the time. Which anyway. bit of Switzerland? I live uh, on Lake Geneva. Oh, oh my wow. God. So the French-speaking part of, of Switzerland. So Lausanne? It's near Lausanne, yeah. yes. And that is a definite food area good to food. enjoy yeah oh, come on then tell yes. us about it so many foods that i would never that i had never experienced in canada you know um i mean and don't forget i mean in canada we i grew up a lot on wild meat what's wild meat like which what? ones like moose meat oh how my does that God. how's that taste like i'm well, presuming like a deer like venison no oh. venison is more gamey venison okay. tastes more evergreen okay if I could put that in there somehow, more evergreen. So moose is a I little frowsy. Moose is What's better. What's frowsy mean? I don't know, a bit kind of old. Moose. And, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It is a little musky moose. Uh, it's a dark, very dark. You're not selling it to no me. No wonder she's, she's like, a vegetarian. <laughs> I am a vegetarian, yes. I am. So, you know, I don't eat any of these things anymore, but uh, I grew up eating these things. Um, and but, but anyway, so going to Switzerland... Uh, it's really more about 
um, they love their mushrooms, for example. So it's it's easier to be vegetarian right. there now. You know, in Switzerland, um, they have they they really pride themselves in in their mushroom picking, and they're very uh, strict about where you can walk in the forest so you don't destroy the mushrooms. The Swiss are strict about very everything. Strict. <laughs> they're they're very very specific. They about like rules, don't they? They love rules. Well, love rule. it's so small that it needs organization. You know, where the cows graze is is crucial because it changes the taste of the butter from that region or the cheese from that region, and the regions are little, so you might only get a very small production of a certain cheese. And the cows only eat that flora. And that's what gives that flavor. And that's why Shania can live there, because she'll respect that, where you'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm fucking walking. I'm going to fucking walk. It you know, is my hard to have the has a house in Wengen, mm. which is also gorgeous. But it's the German side. Mm-hmm. So it's near um, Interlaken. Yeah. Oh, no, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Switzerland's beautiful everywhere. It's very, very picturesque. Why did you choose Switzerland? Well, the French language. Well, the side, of, the French side is where I live, and I already and had a base of French. French. Oh, yes. of course, French Canadian. It helped to have a base of French coming from Canada, and and I love snow. I mean, I I, I love the winter season. And do you ski? I do ski when I'm not under contract for live performing, because they because those legs yes. are important. That body is important. And yes. so what, you just go in a snowmobile? You know, I do cross-country skiing. I love that. I just like walking in the snow. I like being in the snow. You know, I just, I love the winter. I it's, find it quite an effort. Going skiing? Yes. Like carrying the skis, walking in the boots. It, it is an effort. But I you like it. horse riding and you like living in the snow. So I feel like we're maybe not the best holiday companions. Ah, you don't For want horses? For a ski we could do. I... I don't mind. I used to like riding a horse called Fury in Wales. That was nice. And I kind of imagined that Just I was so in Robin Hood Prince of you Did on, I doze off? Yeah, you dozed oh. off on the horse. It was relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. Wow. I did. Oh. Can I ask you something very personal? Yes. Is Shania your real name? Because it sounds very country and western to me. I mean, I Is think it? if yeah. I hear Shania Twain, I think country and western, don't you? Well, maybe that's... I don't, or is it just maybe because... Maybe it's because she's been yeah, doing this Yeah, but I just role. think Shania just sounds... Is it your yeah. name? No. So my real name is Eileen. Uh, Eileen Regina, Regina, we say in Canada. That's a good name. Well, it's very... Well, Elizabeth, you know. Eileen yeah. Regina Twain. Twain. So, so how do we get to Shania? Right. So I got signed by my record label and they said, you know, uh, we'd like to change your last name. And I'm thinking, well... I'm kind of sentimental about my last name because my parents are no longer with me mm. and I just feel like I need that something that car- that I carry on mm-hmm. um, in life and not abandon just for my profession. Mm-hmm. It just felt weird, didn't feel right. So I start searching for a first name that might flow well with Twain. And one of the dressers in Wardrobe Mistresses in a show that I was doing her name was Shania, and I'd never heard the name before. I, yeah, I've never heard it since, yeah. And she also came from a, a mixed-race family, um, Ojibwe, and a, you know, white and Ojibwe Indian, just like mine, Ojibwe and white. And I thought, wow, we have this in common. Um, Shania is such a beautiful name. Shania Twain actually flows really well. Well, it just is perfect. Yeah. Actually. So I threw that at the label and they liked it. Did you ask her? I did. And was she really up for it? She was re- She was flattered. I bet she was. So do people always call you Shania or people call you Eileen or 
Gina or everyone in my personal life calls me Eileen or E. I see. You know, yeah. Um, but of course, I'm more you know better known as Shania. But um, yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I just feel like the same person either way. You know, I'm just I never really feel different. And do, do you, you've got one boy. Or... I've got one son. Yeah. And I've got a stepdaughter. Um, my son is 21 now. Oh, congratulations. I love him to pieces. What does he, is, it, is he, is he into, yeah, is he into music? Yes. Do you want him to avoid it at all costs or? I, if I'm being really honest, I wish he had chosen something other than music just because it's such a tough road. It's so unpredictable. Um, but he loves it and I want him to do what he loves. So he's, he's doing it professionally. Yeah, this is what he does. He he's a producer though. He's not okay. Well, he doesn't want to be a performing artist, and yeah. that that's a relief. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's definitely a back, you know, behind the scenes. And does he live music in Swi- nerd. Does he live in Switzerland? Yes, he was born in Switzerland, raised there. But he he now just recently moved, he left the nest quite early. He left the nest at nineteen, off to L.A., and just lives, lives by himself and does How's, music. And it's going well for him. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, making it yet. He's but finding he's got his time. way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's finding his way and finding his, you know, getting to know his tools, his instrument, his studio. He's um, very technical. He's rewiring and wiring and um, all the things that I'm not really that interested in uh, in the studio. I just like to make music, write songs. You're pretty bloody good at it. I mean, it, that when was did you start writing your own material? Ten years old. I oh, started when you writing. Were 10, it. You were ten. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I love to write. It's what I love to do the most, really. What's she doing, Jeff? Are you hungry? Anytime. Okay. Sometime I'd love to feed you our traditional Swiss family dish that we do often. Which one? Tell, tell us about it. It's called raclette. Yes, oh, no, my it's yeah. not, my sister-in-law does it all the time. Do you cho- you, so you choose raclette over poutine? Well, no, I wouldn't choose it over poutine. Do you love poutine? I love. <laughs> love, love, love. And sometimes what I do with the raclette is yeah. I'll make a mushroom gravy. Ooh. So we have a nice brown gravy yeah. and I Canadianize our raclette. And people love That's it. That's genius. So they put the, the gravy, gravy over the raclette potato and the cheese because that's all I mean poutine is just potato you know french fries and and cheese that then the gravy melts what is the cheese it's kind of a spun it's a squidgy cheese isn't it but what is it because it, it kind of keeps it no no we're talking about poutine now mum. yeah you know poutine mum. it's it's poutine it, Shana, you explain to my mum what it's, poutine it's, is it's a type okay so the cheese is a type of cheddar curd uh-huh yeah right they're curds and they put the curds over hot french fries and then hot gravy that then melts the, the cheese into the hot fries. You can get it in McDonald's in Canada, can't you? I think you? they've made it a fast food thing now. Um, but this was a, like a staple, you know, Canadian thing. It's sort of like Americans order pizza and we order poutine, yeah. you know. It's very, it's a real winter hearty home food that you can we would often get get them at the corner store. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. You know, like, like the way you guys go, you know, you guys get fish and chips at the pub. Yeah. Well, we would get poutine at the corner store. Yeah. You know. I you you lost your parents 
when you were young and you brought up your siblings um, whilst also trying to make a career in music. So you kind of put that on hold um, for a while and you cared for your sibling. Or did you put it on hold? I mean, because you were having to look at... How many siblings do you have? Well, there's five of us. Yeah, right. Um, three of the siblings uh, moved in with me. I had an older sister who had already had children of her own. Um, she might have made an aubergine, oh, aubergine parmigiana pie. We heard you liked aubergine parmigiana. We heard parmigiana. you liked aubergine parmigiana. That looks gorgeous. I'm going to love it. And, so. and then this is just a baby gem, fig, walnut and feta mm. salad. This is going to be right up my alley. Great. Um, love, love, love. So, so tell us about that time when you had this complete tragedy and then you were then looking after... Uh, after yeah. all your siblings? Well, when my parents died, I decided that, okay, well, it's obviously time to quit singing because that is not... Where I'm at with singing is never going to feed the kids. It's never going to pay the bills. It's never going to cover the mortgage. Mm. Uh, how can I... What am I going to do? Mm. Um, and none of my relatives Just were able to take both the boys. And they were only... You know, my brothers are nine months apart, so... Couldn't, I didn't want them to be separated. The last thing they needed was to be separated. So the only way to keep them together was to keep them myself. So How old were you? I was 21. Right. So I really didn't know what to do. But a friend of mine said, listen, whatever you do, don't quit singing. There's a job that is nothing like anything you've ever done before. It's, it's a kind of Vegas style um, Broadway-esque show um, in another town and why don't you go audition? It pays very well. Can I, can I give you some salad? Would you like some? Oh, that's plenty. Yeah, okay. I'll give you one more fig and then you'll... So you had this kind of Evening Vegas esque show. Yeah, the photos are quite fabulous from that time. Like you're in like a trio, and then like also doing. I mean, you because that's a documentary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And and, but then so you'd be performing. So then you'd be kind of sorting out feeding. I mean, what were you? Typical day. Okay, so I would freeze. I would I would make food and freeze a lot of it ahead in advance. Yeah. Um, I had to buy a house because the kids needed somewhere to live. Uh So I took out a mortgage. My, my, my income for that show was, was high enough that I could afford, th- th- that the bank gave me a mortgage. I couldn't believe it. No, thank you. So, you know, my first mortgage, and we can all stay together in this little house. So every morning, so I heat the house with a wood stove, and I'm chopping all the wood, I'm feeding the stove, I get up in the morning, you know, around 5.36, warm up the house, get the kids out of bed, pack their lunch, send them off on the bus, they go to school. Now, you know, time to clean the house, do the laundry, do all the da-da-da-da, make some food for dinner, put it in the freezer. Now I go off to rehearsals and then, and you know, do the show. Uh, the show, I'm there till 1 in the morning every night. Um, so I wasn't much of a parent to the kids a lot of the time. So who helped? Uh, my, my, my sister was younger, two years younger, but she also moved in with me. So she was, she was home. She had a regular nine to five job. So that sounds really stressful. And it was, 
And then in the summers, I had the boys bussing in the bar that I was singing in, so that helped. So they were close by. Yeah. Um, Have any of them gone into music? No. No. My sister could sing very well. Um, but it's not what she does, and it's not what she wants to do. Do you, um, I hear you're a good cook, like a great cook. <laughs> in fact, I hear whenever your management come around for meetings, you cook them all a big meal. I love to cook. What would be your kind of showstopper to cook somebody? Mm. Or maybe we need to get your husband in on this, and then he can tell you what's the best thing that you cook. Everyone seems, seems to love my gravies, my your, brown gravies. Is that the mushroom gravy? Yeah, that they're always mushroom-based. What, with like a puccini or... Well, I think the one that goes over best with Rocklet, for example, is Morel mm. mushroom gravy. It's so dark and foresty, you know, Rich? Mm. But a portobello mushroom and button mixed is really good too. Um, that's one I normally do with a white wine. I'll do a white wine, butter, garlic, onion, um, and then the button and the... And the uh, the shiitake mushrooms, but it's always seasonal kind of. Mm -hmm. So do you eat herbs. quite? Se you do eat quite seasonally, and I guess that's very, quite easy. Very in, much so, yes, that's quite easy in Switzerland. Oh, definitely. But but then I love soups. You know, I, I make great soups. Everyone seems to love my soups. Which I make soup? every kind of soup. Which soup have you done recently? Well, my son loves my lentil soup. Um, that is his favorite soup. The lentil soup. Um. And that one's really good. What makes that one really good is yeah. the, is the um, nutritional yeast. That's a really good... In, in the roux. Substitute, right, okay. And, um, and you know, always um, white wine, onion, garlic, saute, herbs, all of that. But definitely the trick to that one is making it really meaty is the, uh, is the nutritional yeast. But another, a really great soup in the winter when you just want something heavier in your soup is whatever soup that you make, whether it's a curry soup, you know, a curry pumpkin, or whether it's a tomato mozzarella soup, is you take baby potatoes and you cook the baby potatoes in the soup. Then you've got the potatoes to then smash into your into yeah, your into your bowl, so you can eat yeah. it a little bit like a stew, mm. yeah. or you just take one potato and the soup is more of the sauce mashed into the into the potato. That it's sounds delicious. So yummy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
you have been doing this for a fair good while now. Like you are, you're a force of nature, and it's 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 amazing to be with you today because I just I have such strong memories of being at school and man I feel like a woman coming on and like and everyone doing the let's go girls which I know <laughs> you know it's become like a, a meme now hasn't it that mm -hmm. like I mean the memes are amazing for the let's go girls they're amazing but I you must have had some incredibly memorable 90s dinners well I did have um I think one of my most memorable dinners was um uh, yeah it's delicious with Oprah Winfrey oh yeah who cooked or did you eat out? We ate out. She's just as wonderful as we all think she is. Oh, she is. I mean, she's such a smart lady. And, you know, we just it was just great to just sit and have real talks, you know. And But as soon as we started talking about religion, it all went sour. Why? So is it was like, oh, let's stop talking about religion. Fine. Is she religious? She is quite religious, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you? Um, not religious in the sense that I'm dedicated to a religion. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm much more of a spiritual person. I'm a much more of an inner, I'm a seeker. I would say I'm a seeker. Um, but at least you knew to just stop it right there. Right. So that was like, okay, yes, I've entered into, you know, however, everyone always says never talk about politics, yeah, politics or religion. Yeah, absolutely. Mum loves to talk about both, don't you, Mum? Yeah. And that was what, it just wasn't debatable. There was no room for debate. And I like to debate. Canadians like to debate about it. You know, debate everything. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's time okay. to change subject. <laughs> um, we ask all of our guests what their last supper would be. Now, this isn't a morose question. This mm. is, you're going off to a desert island, mm. or you're about to go on tour to somewhere that isn't very kind to vegetarians, maybe. You're having the last supper, a starter main dessert and drink of choice. Mm. I feel like I can't say let's go with you now, because it's just like mm. your thing, isn't it? Well, I would say... That's a good question. I wouldn't go fancy. French fries are my favorite, like, love food. Would poutine play a part in this last yeah. supper? I see. French fries? I mean, yeah. poutine, yeah. Okay. I'd go right for that. Is that going to be a starter or is that the main event? That would be the main course. So what's the starter? What I would start with, I would probably start with tomato mozzarella. I love a good tomato mozzarella with beautiful olive oil. Simple. Simple. Yeah, okay. Drink of choice. Champagne. Yeah. Are you kidding? Poutine and champagne? I love that. That could be a, like a poutine and champagne party. I do you do love have. champagne, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Feels like good champagne. for you, doesn't it? Me it's too. Just, it yeah. never makes you feel, yeah. always feel a bit happy when you've had I it. I know. It's light and it's like mm. a, this light, happy thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, have you got a sweet tooth? No, I don't. So would you go for cheese after? I feel like you like cheese. I do. The stinkier, the better. Have you got an interesting cheese in your area of Switzerland that you kind of live for? Well, we, you know, Switzerland makes really great, dry, strong goat cheeses. Yeah. Mm. And so my favorite salad there is always um, uh, a goat cheese salad, a hot, like a warm goat cheese salad. Mm. Um, salade de chèvre chaud, we call it. And it's my favourite thing. You should try a cheese here called Stinking Bishop. And it's the smelliest Fun cheese name. I've ever... <laughs> Is it a hard cheese or a soft cheese? It's slightly hard. Okay. I mean, I love... Um, th there is a French cheese called Epoisse. And oh, that I is love it. Oh, my God. See, there you go. It's so good. It's just, so and it's, it's got to be warm and runny. Well, and not warm, warm like and runny and it smells. And right. You, yeah. 
And it so looks great. like it's going to walk out the door because you know it moves it on its own, yeah. Oh, I love what, it. What was Vegas like for you, doing that stint there? Did you, did you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. It's very different to, you know, Gosh, how Lake did you Geneva. with the food? It's all fried stuff, Mm-mm. no? Mm-mm. Is it really good there? Well, Vegas has fabulous food. You can get anything. So if you, you, if you can eat as, as, as much fried food as you want or you can eat as much gourmet food as you want. Beautiful. They really have it all covered. Where were you performing? I, my last um, residency was at um, Planet Hollywood. Was it fun? It was Was fun. it as fun as you imagine a Vegas stint to be? Absolutely. I really love it there. I mean, you I like a white horse though. on stage, yes. didn't you? And you rode and in a on a mot- motorbike. Uh-huh. And this horse was doing tricks. Did Dreams the horse, come true. Did the, did, the, did the horse ever not do the kneeling thing? No, but sometime, I mean, one time, this horse took, had the biggest poo. <laughs> on, on stage. On stage. On stage. Oh, my God, that's I'm talking a giant, steamy huge pile of poop so I'm and I'm thinking and this is a very formal room you know velvet plush velvet seating and very formal um theater right the horse shits on stage yeah so all I could say was shit happens ah that's great (laughs) I just thought okay now can we be done with that other than the odor let's just move on with the song what song was it with it wasn't was, like you still the one out. Yes. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> that's, that's why I had to like, okay, I have to like end. I have to do, I, I need a page turning moment here. So that, anyway. But how could you prevent that? Do they take the horse for, to go to the loo oh, before? No, when you got to go, you got to go. And the horse doesn't give a shit that he's doing a shit. Okay, so I'm about to support Harry Styles on tour. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm doing the Chicago stint, which is enough for me. I mean, it gets me, you know, six nights closer to Harry. So oh. you, you duetted with him at Coachella. Yes. How good does he smell? He smells so I good. bet. He's so huggable. Oh, and some. <sighs> did you have a lovely time? I did. He's such he's a, gent. a nice person. Yes, he is. He is a, he's just a really genuine, nice person. And I think that's really, I mean... Obviously, he's very talented. Yes. But people love him. He's likable. Mm. And he he earns that likability. Which song did you sing with him? Well, I wanted to do his songs, but he wanted to do my songs. And I figured, okay, well, you're inviting me, so I'll do whatever songs you want me to do. So we did Man, I Feel Like a Woman, and You're Still the One. Gorgeous. Yeah. But it was a beautiful moment. It really was. I enjoyed it a lot. It was very genuine. And was it this Coachella? Just it gone? was just this past one, yeah. And you know that was the third. So that was the they had missed two years of no Coachella, mm. and that was a big cultural blow to the concert goers that come from all over the world to go to that. Um, it's a challenge, Coachella, so, though, isn't it? I mean, it's very, it's a very it's dusty, the crowded. The sun gets where you yeah. don't even know sun could go. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough one, element-wise. Yeah. For sure. You, you talked about in the documentary getting Lyme's disease. And I wondered whether you had to change your diet with that. I mean, it sounded horrendous how it's affected you. And, but have you, how many years have you had Lyme's disease now? Well, I got Lyme's disease. It would have been 22, 22 or 23 years how ago. How did you get it? Swimming in horse the Horse riding. Oh, you I was horse riding. And, you know, when you're... 
So a tick bit you a or tick something? Yeah. got on me and bit me, and I found the tick, thank God. Uh, that's how I even knew that, you know, I mean, it, it fell off. Yeah, oh, right, okay. Onto the floor, and I'm thinking, and, and then I just, it had fallen off my back. I'd scratched it off my back. Um, and, you know, you get you can get the tick tested, and it was um, positive. So, and I got quite sick, like everyone would and does, um, I was practically falling off stage. I just was losing my whole equilibrium. Oh, and it, I mean, it can affect many different, it, it really does attack primarily organs and things like that, but it's, it can also attack them, you know, it can be a real neuro neurological issue as well. So they tested everything, because um, I'm on tour, you know, for the insurance, you know, they test the heart and all the brain, everything like that, everything checks out okay, but nobody thought of um, the nerve damage um, to the vocal cords that had taken place. So I lost my voice and I had no idea why. Nobody connected it to the Lyme's disease. And um, so it was another neuro neurologist many years later. Um, I didn't sing for seven years oh. that, I'd, that discovered that it was... Um, That's terrible. Yeah, these, these <clears throat> two nerves um, were partially both atrophied. So you need perfect, you need symmetry for any kind of um, controlled phonation. And... Um, has your the, voice changed? Yes, it has changed. So how's it So changed? I just had to embrace it. I, uh, like you can hear the gravel. <clears throat> I have a lot more gravel. Um, my, my chest voice is in a different place now than it was before. My falsettos are very, very... I can almost not do a quiet falsetto. Oh, because you need to make them I kind need of the pressure. Vibrate. Yeah, yeah. So my falsetto, I have a falsetto, but it's a powerful one. So I gained a lot of power. Yeah. yeah. I gained a lot of output and, and um, uh, projection, but I lost control of certain areas in my voice. But I just sing the songs differently now. I just, I, and, and, I I've learned to and I write songs differently for my new voice too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I can get way up there. I didn't lose any range, which is interesting. Um, I think I even gained bottom range. But um, it was a journey. Because I mean, and there's that beautiful moment in the documentary with you and Lionel um, Richie, and he kind of was like your champion, wasn't he? And he was like, mm -hmm. come on, we're going to do this. And you were nervous about getting back in the studio. And he just was like, nope, we're going to do it, and you're going to do it. And it sounded amazing. And this was before the operation. Oh. So, now, I was, in order to sing before I got operated, because before the operation, the, the surgeon was saying, listen, I know that it takes a lot of patience, but I want you to take a year and just try therapy before we do any cutting. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and to put pressure on myself, this is when I, I decided that I would do the first residency at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. I gave myself a target date. So I go into therapy, I give myself this year, and I was able to get up there and do this live 90-minute show in Las Vegas. I was very proud of myself. But the effort, I needed an hour and a half to warm up. Wow. Literally had to do like gymnastic kind of aerobic 
exercises to get the larynx to, to drop and sit and, and to get the musculature supporting the whole apparatus. And then I had to do an hour and a half show. I was, I was exhausted. I couldn't sustain that. So I was able to sustain it for a while. You know, I was able to do, I did, I was able to do a tour after that. But then I, I'm like, guys, this will be the end of, end of me physically. I can't sustain it. I don't have the physical capacity to basically do a physical workout cardio for three, four hours every show day when you include the warm-up and the, and the show. So I go back to the surgeon and said, this is the only way I can, I can do it, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and it's not manageable. So I think I've got to try the operation. And it did help. And it did help. <clears throat> yeah. So I've got two Gore-Tex crushes implants in my, on either side of my larynx wow. that stabilize the musculature and allow the vocal folds is that quite is that quite unusual for a singer at your level to have that kind of operate because i don't you know we know about adele and sam smith and and people losing their voices and going to this amazing voice doctor and i don't know if it's the same one that you went to but you know and and having procedures on their voice um but having that kind of procedure i mean it shows what kind of focus and ambition and, and hard work you probably had to do to it's, those are very different procedures. Right. So the, the very typical, um, which you, I'm sure you know very well as a singer, um, the very typical and classic injury to the voice Mutuals. is to the vocal cords. Yeah, the right. thickening of the cords or... Polyps. Or getting nodules. Yeah, yeah. nodules. Polyps. Yeah. Or, or just sheer thickening. Like they just get really rigid. Why do they get inflamed? Or? Um, they get, it's almost like getting, um, they get calloused. Mm. Oh. And so they have to shave them down and they have to get them flexible again, yeah. which takes a lot of therapy and da-da-da-da-da. So yours is a very different kind of yeah, operation. I have zero damage to my vocal cords. This is the irony and almost the sad yeah. part of it. I've never abused my voice. Yeah. I've always had very clean and functional vocal cords. But each vocal cord has one nerve that connects it to the larynx. If you have any atrophy there at all, any asymmetry... It's like if you try whistling with a straw in your lips, that's exactly the effect. That's exactly what was happening to my voice. The so air no was sound coming out. The air yeah. was just esca- escaping. So I might have like an attack on the note, yeah, um, or like a guttural sound, but then it was just air. So, I mean, I just couldn't. I could barely speak. So. What they do is they, you are, it's, it's an open throat surgery and they literally cut your Adam's apple through, they have to cut through all the layers and they hold it open. Through your neck? Through your neck. Oh my God. Was it keyhole? No, 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 no. They have to, they, they have to put, you know, when you go to the dentist yeah, and they have to put, put that, that rubber big, dam thing, yeah. that whole big metal brace in your mouth. That was basically your neck. With the rubber that. thing. That's exactly what they do. They open it up and they insert a thing that keeps everything open. And then they go in there through everything to get to the larynx. And then they insert the Gore-Tex supports. But they have to position them exactly right to compensate 
for where the weaknesses God, are. I bet he was frightened to death. And you have to be awake. But you have to be awake during it. You have to be awake so that you can sing and you, speak. You were awake you during the operation. Yeah, because they asked you. Oh, that must have been terrifying. It was, but it was my only option. But, I, I, it, I just worked. couldn't sing. And it worked. And it, and it worked for now. It may not hold. It could not. It might give. And it's not making your voice more damaged with it. No. So, that's amazing. No, I know. I'm so lucky. I, honest to God, I'm I not. I think you are lucky, actually. I'm so lucky. There's I'm so, so much grateful. that could have gone wrong. Well, that's amazing. And you sound wonderful. You sound wonderful. Well, thank you. Should, have you finished? I am. Right. I, I, um, now, it, I, it was my cock up. Yeah. Basically, my mum has made a panna cotta. Do you mm, eat panna cotta? Mm, mm. Okay, fine. fine. Love great. panna cotta. fine. Okay, few. Great. Phew. I just wondered whether vegetarians eat it or not, so that's fine. Oh, yeah. Great. No. Amazing. Oh, yes. Look at that wobble on that. Oh, mum, the wobble is beautiful on that. Um, we've got a few more questions for you. Do you think you've got good table manners, Shania Twain? Not today. Why? But, what have but you yes, done today? I do. No, I, I, I do. I can be very, very uh, formal at a dinner table. I know how to be formal do you think at that's, a dinner table. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's not that fun, is it? No, but I do think it matters because really? I think while in Rome, okay. I believe in that. Okay. Like I believe in to each his own, but when you join someone else's own, then I think you need to be integrated into that. So I've always thought that was important to be able to do it. Uh huh. Um, and what's your worst thing in somebody else, what they do? And you're just like, you know what? Get out of my house or get out of the restaurant. I don't like what you're doing. Phones at the table. Okay. No way. Oh. Our kids are not allowed don't. Well, I've got any three young kids access. and they're all going to be buggered because I'm, well. Jessie yes. is right. obsessed with her phone. No, my kids are not allowed. They're not allowed to have a phone at the table since day one, ever. That is delicious, Mum. That is very good. And no chewing with your mouth open. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Am I, am I like... No, I agree. Am I crossing a boundary? No, I agree. I can't handle that. And my mother was the worst. Like chewing. She had two sets of false... She had two sets of false teeth. My poor mother. My mother had a terrible life. But anyway, she had two sets of false teeth. And she chewed like a cow. She just couldn't chew with her lips closed. And it drove me crazy. Anyway. But kids are just not kind, are they? No. I'd be like, Mom. Mine isn't. What, me? What are you talking about? I'm being really well behaved today. I've only told you to shush one. This is bloody ruddy good panna cotta, Mum. It is good one. Mm. It's good, right? Yeah. And the sour mm. cherries. Did you bring them back? Yeah. It's, it's good, huh? It's a very mm. good texture, I think. Mm. Do you like karaoke? Or are you like Jessie because you're a singer? You think it's a bit coles to Newcastle? Do you I know that for expression? Yes, yeah. I do. I'm the last person to get up and do karaoke okay. because I love watching other people. I, I just get so much joy out of watching other people do karaoke. I'm the one that's helping them through the lyrics or whatever, but I'm not a karaoke person. I think I do bad but if, karaoke. But if we, if we made you do karaoke... Oh, if you made which, me. Yeah, which song would you choose? Mm, I would probably choose... Um, Long and winding road leads me back to your door. 
that's my favorite one. Oh, well We had done. Sir Paul on. Did Jess, you? Yeah. yeah. Mum and I had a big fight in that It one. would probably be, it would be a Paul McCartney song. <laughs> I mean, the melodies and He's very the clever. musicianship yeah. and the arrangements are just so brilliant. Gorgeous. Um, Shania Twain, thank you for being on um, the series, uh, what's it, what do you call it? Opener. Opener, Opener. Series yeah. Opener. You are amazing you are inspiring you are fantastic and thank you very much and congratulations with the new single well thank you and i want to say thank you for the beautiful food pleasure um i just can't look at you so gorgeous i know absolutely (laughs) beautiful She is fantastic. She gave us everything. She gave us a vocal solo. Yeah. We she ate your food. Yeah. She was lovely. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Really. Couldn't gorgeous. really not look at her. She's but so I kind stunning. of was dazzled by her kind of amazingly star I was starstruck. I know that my son is gonna go home. I'm gonna take that aubergine palm pie home and he's gonna wolf it down. So thank you. Do you think? Oh my god! It I was loved, delicious, I really wasn't liked it? it? And the panna cotta, honestly, the, the wobble. wobble on that. And now a confident panna cotta maker, I think. If you want to see Lenny's panna cotta in all its glory with sour cherries, you can go on our Instagram. It's Table Manners Podcast, um, and you can see all the content from each week's guest and uh, the food that uh, we're feeding them. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com